ensuring that we are diversifying the fundraising profession. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakovich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by Jim Moore. Jim is the president and CEO of the University of Illinois Foundation, the lead organization raising charitable dollars for the University of Illinois system across the land of Lincoln. And Jim, thanks so much for being with us here uh, with the podcast here for the fundraising school. Uh, help people understand what is your leadership role at the University of Illinois? Well, first of all, thank you, Bill, for having me. Uh, my, my responsibility at the University of Illinois is to manage our foundation, mm -hmm. and the foundation is responsible for managing all fundraising programs for the system. Mm. So we have a large matrixed organization that consists of three universities, uh, our flagship institution at Urbana-Champaign, uh, our growing and large uh, public uh, urban university in Chicago, yeah. and then our smaller regional campus in Springfield. Oh, very good. Big job, big leadership opportunity, a lot of fundraising responsibility. And Jim is with us as part of the Mays Institute, a new institute at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy that is looking at these issues of diversity and inclusion and equity related to philanthropy overall, charitable giving, and yes, Jim, the fundraising profession. What is the landscape right now related to diversity and fundraising? Well, it's out of balance, quite honestly, when you think about the populations that our uh, universities uh, consist of. And, and uh, historically, while they had been predominantly white uh, here in America, we're seeing a, uh, you know, our populations become more diverse. And, our, and our, our fundraisers have not followed. Our fundraising staffs have not followed. Uh, and uh, we know we need to, to, to address that uh, uh, now more than ever. When you look at the data, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, the population in the United States by about 2050, and I, I tell my students, I don't like this phrase, it's the one the U.S. Census Bureau uses, we're going to be a majority-minority country, meaning mm -hmm. people of color will be in the majority by about 2050. And yet, Jim, as you indicated, the fundraising profession, according to the research from Dr. Temple and Dr. Mm -hmm. Nathan at our school, shows that the fundraising profession is at least 75% Caucasian. Correct. So what steps can we take to help those two data points meet mm -hmm. and help the fundraising profession mm -hmm. become more diverse as the culture yeah. becomes more diverse? Well, well, we need to make it a priority. We need to make it a priority as leaders uh, in the profession uh, to identify talent, recruit talent into the business, uh, you know, really let young people know while they're students on our campuses that this is a profession. I think in, in part uh, a lot of our students, regardless of their race and ethnic background, don't understand our business. Mm -hmm. And so introducing the profession to young people early, uh, taking a, a, a responsibility for attempting to diversify our, our, our teams. Uh, we've seen that happen in terms of gender diversity over the last many years. We now have a lot more women in the profession. Uh, we don't have women where we need them to be in the right. leadership uh, roles yet, and I think that needs to be, uh, again, uh, thoughtful, strategic, and, and deliberate in, in our planning. Uh, CASE, our professional association, I think, has done a really good job over the last many years creating um, um, institutes, internship programs. Uh, we've developed a, a minority advancement institute that okay. now uh, it really looks to mid-career professionals to help take them to the next step, uh, mid-career professionals who come from uh, diverse backgrounds. So uh, we need to be thoughtful, deliberate, and intentional, and, and leadership has to buy in. Uh, I, I think that's really where it has to start. What are the highlights of your career that led you to where you are now as a successful professional in the fundraising area? Oh, goodness. Um, I, I've been really fortunate to work with people who took time with me to, to really give me uh, uh, personal attention and mentorship. 
And I think that's, that's really important, I think, as you look at, at uh, evolving in any uh, sector of business. Having, having somebody that will put their arm around you and, and you know, let you ask the hard questions, um, sometimes the, the, you know, the questions that may not sound so smart but need to be asked. Right. And that really, I think, made a difference in my career, having people along the way help me uh, think through what options I might have in this business. I, I knew nothing about uh, advancement and, and uh, higher education fundraising until I really got into it. And do you see that happening to you now that you're a successful leader? Do you see, you know, folks from diverse populations coming to you or other colleagues in the field tapping on the shoulder and saying, Mr. Yeah. Moore, how, how do I do this? Yeah, yeah. I do. And, and, and it's really exciting when that happens. I, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be real honest with you. I'd probably uh, would like to spend more time pulling people in uh, to the business and being more proactive. Uh, I mean, we, we make diversity a priority when we look at hiring and, and, and our hiring managers know it's important to look for di uh, diverse candidates. But on a personal level, running a big organization, it's not always easy to go out and grab people and pull them in. Um, we have an internship program that's been very successful at Illinois and, and that's, that's allowed us to create a little bit of a pipeline to, to you know, build our own and grow our own. Um, I, you know, I encourage my colleagues to take those calls and when people call, uh, spend some time with them. Uh, but I also encourage the young people to, to um, you know, be sure they take advantage of those offers. Mm -hmm, Unfortunately, mm -hmm. too many young people uh, don't take advantage of those, those offers uh, from people like me or you to, mm -hmm. to, to be able to advise and counsel them. And Jim, you talked about the importance of hiring, uh, keeping diversity in the forefront. Mm -hmm. Uh, what steps do you take and that other nonprofits can learn from, whether they're in higher ed or just the philanthropic yeah. sector overall, to ensure that we have a diverse applicant pool? If we have a diverse yeah. applicant pool, that would seem to lead to the opportunities to have a diverse workforce. So what steps yeah. do we need yeah. to take to make sure we have full diversity amongst our applicants? Yeah, yeah. you, you know, you do have to work a bit harder at it. Uh, you have to look in, in maybe non-traditional sectors and spaces where you might not think uh, there would be candidates. Look for people who have transferable skills. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit biased as a former college athlete. I look mm -hmm. to, to our athletic departments. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, uh, student athletes have uh, a level of discipline and commitment mm -hmm. that they're used to. Uh, they're also very competitive. And uh, I've found that, that that community has offered some um, uh, opportunities for success, but you have to you have to maybe look in, in areas where there may be transferable skills, and not just people who have a, a book of experience. It's important advice as we try to diversify the fundraising profession. We need to be very intentional about that, uh, and of course, having a diverse talent pool can help us do so as well. Then, what about at the earlier stages in terms of professional development? Whether it's the fundraising school, which is executive education, or higher ed, where you're employed, uh, you have bachelor, master, doctoral degrees at the University of Illinois. Same, of course, at Indiana University. How can we get more folks into that professional development pipeline uh, if either they're not aware of those opportunities or maybe don't yet see themselves mm -hmm. there? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I do think we as a sector can do better at that, whether it's on our own campuses or even making sure that people understand what you know, schools uh, like the Lilly School have to offer. Uh, and, and the CEOs and, and, the, and vice presidents that run these entities uh, need to, to be a bit more, um, um, they need to think more about those resources in their onboarding of people. They need to think more about those resources when they're talking to young people on their campuses. And, 
um, you know, I've, I've really been impressed with what the Lilly School does, and uh, I think we can probably make sure uh, people like me do a better job of making sure people understand what, what you do as well. Well, you're a great role model for the profession, all of us, uh, as you lead at the University of Illinois. Uh, let me ask you this lastly, Jim. I mean, obviously diversity is the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Right. Morally, it's the right thing to do. What about particular to fundraising? Why is it important to have that diverse board mm -hmm. and that diverse fundraising mm -hmm. staff as we think about the growing diversity amongst today's donors? Well, you, you know, you just said it. I mean, our, our donors uh, come from all uh, manner of backgrounds and all walks of life, and um, their communities are, that they live in are di diverse. And, and uh, um, I think if we don't approach them where they are, um, I, I think that we're going to miss opportunities to talk about uh, things that are passion they're passionate about and how our institutions can help them advance those passions. So it makes sense for all of the right reasons and, and you know I, I you know, always say there's really no secret sauce here. It's, it's in, in many respects it's just uh, thinking about where human beings are, where our communities are going and, and uh, you know being able to, to, to meet them where they are. You know Jim when I think about that topic I think you know different donors have different motivations. That's mm -hmm. the art of fundraising is mm -hmm. understanding those motivations and People are people, and yet people from different communities might have different perspectives mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. have different viewpoints. And as leaders in the philanthropic sector, how important is it for us to be aware of those different viewpoints? Well, um, uh, there are so many different uh, uh, ways that donors interact with us. And um, every day in this job, you have an opportunity really to learn something new about something or someone. And, and I think uh, uh, that's the beauty of diversity. It's, it, it's ever-changing, and it's constantly evolving. And, um, you know, we're in a place where we, we need to stay up with that. And, and our donors will expect us to be uh, learned and, and knowledgeable about difference. And, and, and so I, I think it's, it's critical. Well, Jim, we are smarter and we are enriched because of your time with us through the Mays Institute. Thanks for taking time to Thank be you. with us here. Jim Moore is the president and CEO of the University of Illinois Foundation, uh, providing important leadership for that uh, leading institution of post-secondary education, and also providing leadership on this vitally important topic of diversity and philanthropy, and in this particular case, diversity and the fundraising profession. Now, if you want more information, the Mays Institute, M-A-Y-S, the Mays Institute is available on our college's website. The address there is philanthropy.iupui.edu. philanthropy.iupui.edu. You'll find all of our college's resources, including those of the Mays Institute. If you slide over to the Professional Development tab, that's where you find the Fundraising School. 17 public courses in 16 U.S. cities, one of which is in Illinois, up in Chicago, uh, one of our more popular training sites. We also can bring custom training right to you. We have quarterly webinars, these weekly podcasts, many different ways that we can help strengthen your fundraising. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.